queremos. The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Yes, the world needs more alerts. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and pop in the cork. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have a selection of curated tech news to discuss, and I take a look at Microsoft's built-in troubleshooters for Windows. But first, a Kaiser moment. Hey, a moment. I get a moment. You get a moment, or many moments, or... Well, well you know what? I had a weird thing happen to me. That never happens to you, That never things. happens to me. I've grown up in New York City. I'm a New Yorker. Yes. I mean, I don't know if people can tell because I, you know, my accent is, you know, kind of nondescript. (laughs) Yes. You just can't pick it out of a crowd. You just can't pick it out of a crowd, right. Last night at 1030 in the evening. Yes. I got a tornado alert on my cell phone. In New York City. I live in Queens, like five miles from Manhattan. That's a tornado alert. So I figured, okay, my cell phone is screaming. It's got to be a mistake. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? My wife's cell phone goes off. And this is one of those government alerts uh-huh. with like the really loud freaky yeah, noise. uh-huh. Okay, they wanted you to know. They wanted me to know. And then on top of that, I get one from NOAA. And oh, what, what is it? The National whatever? Yeah, the National Oceanic. Uh, exactly. Uh, the, in Atmosphere Administration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Those guys. All right. And you sure this was a tornado and not a sharknado? Because it's also <laughs> sharknado season. <laughs> I would have rather it be sharknado. That would have been perfect. Yeah. No, it was a tornado in Queens. A tornado. And, and it, it actually touched down? It like? touched down. Uh, my neighborhood was spared bad damage, like terrible damage. But some neighborhoods, like Forest Hills, got hit really hard. Is the Unisphere still there? Yeah, yes, the Unisphere is still there. But- you know, like my lights went out, so I was like without power. Half my apartment didn't Yeah, and we power. all know the power company is so good about oh, getting yeah. it back on uh, the Queens. You know what? In all fairness, Con Ed, they had us back up by the morning. All so right, I so can't complain. Isolated can't damage. Complain. Okay. Yes, isolated damage. But what what really, uh, really struck me about the whole thing was that the instinct nowadays is your phone. Before, in natural disasters, blackouts, anything like that, you tried to find your radio. I didn't even consider that. Really? My first thing is, I'm looking at Twitter to find out what's going on in my neighborhood. We still had a cell signal, so the tower still, supposed to yeah, stay up. The, the tower stayed up. It wasn't, you know. Because that was the thing in the blackout in 2012 yep. after Superstorm right. Sandy, is right. you could not get a cell signal below 26th Street in Manhattan oh, and yeah. elsewhere. And, and you had better be prepared to fight somebody off for a power adapter yeah. downtown below 14th Street. Yeah, and I still had a little three-battery transistor radio from Radio Shack of all places. I have a crank up Oh yeah, radio. The, the, yeah, those Atom ones, those are great. Yes. And, and that's like, and then you find a station, and I had this radio from 9-11. There you go. Because, you know, it was yeah. in the disaster box. So. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, I, you know what? I don't know where my disaster box is. Yeah, keep it updated. Uh, also, by the way, I must admit, I did something I'm not real proud of. You didn't like forage or anything? No, or, no, or, no, 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 no. I was on another podcast. That's not the problem. Yeah. I was on... Wide Range Media, their podcast, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. They outgeek us. Okay. Let me tell you. I was on there arguing about Star Wars movies. We uh-huh. were supposed to be talking about pop music. And this was before the tornado. It was before the tornado, okay. like right before the tornado. They asked me, all right, you know, hey, tell us what you're doing. What kind of, what podcast 
I almost forgot to mention Pop Tech Jam. Well, you do so many. I mean, I, I, you know what? I, I realized as I was listing the thing, it's like, you know what? I really got to slow my roll here with the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I got to take a break here. But anyway, guys, I'm on this show. Wide Range Media, episode 74. We're talking about 70s music that 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 influenced the 80s and beyond. So, uh, of course, I'm I'm uh, pontificating as as uh, as I often do. I see. And so, and, and people can find this on iTunes and this iTunes, website. Uh, they can find it on YouTube. Uh, I think they're also on Stitcher, but I'm not sure. But it's out there. Look for Wide Range Media. Wide Range Media. Yes. All right. So you had a busy couple of days here. I've been going full tilt. Music podcast. I need a tornadoes. disco nap. Yeah. Pe- do people even know what a disco nap is anymore? I don't know if the younger generation does. I don't think they do. I don't yes. think they do. But uh, for the younger generation, a disco nap is a quick little cat nap that you take uh, in the late afternoon to prepare mm-hmm. yourself for an evening of on the dance floor. Yes. yes. So. There you go. All right. Here endeth the lesson. Yes. So shall we do some news? I think we should do some news. You know, what a difference 21 years can make. <laughs> Apple, which was about 90 days from running out of money back in 1997, uh, just became the first publicly traded company to be worth more than a trillion with a T dollars. Amazing. We were joking about this a few episodes ago. Yeah. they Back th- then, I had brown hair. They, they actually did it in 97 yeah. or yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, come on. <laughs> Well, you know the tornado. Um, <laughs> it was, yeah. Well, yes. I remember those dark days in 97 where the, the computers oh, were uninspiring. Yeah. They were beige. You couldn't tell. There were too many of them. You there didn't was know which no one jobs. You wanted. Yeah, Steve Jobs was still in exile, had mm-hmm. not come in from the wilderness. It was, was Gil Emilio. He was. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he would go to Macworld and be like, well, what I want to be, yeah. you know, excited because, yay, graphics and art and stuff, but these computers really aren't doing it for me. Yeah. And then Jobs came back in 97 and just kind of kickstarted a lot of stuff. And pretty soon we had iPods. The, mm-hmm. uh, well, the iMac, I think, and the yeah. 97, 98 iMac, right. uh, the little blue, the raspberry blue one. ones. And yeah. Yeah, that really got the company kind of back. And then they got money from Microsoft to do Microsoft Office for the Mac update. Right. That's a good point. You know what? The iMac really is what started their, their, uh, trajectory. Yeah, that it, it gave them a sense of design yeah. and it differentiated them from all of the beige and sometimes, you know, sort of dark gray or black boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still it made the Mac fun again, which a lot of people who grew up with it remembered Apple computers That's as right. being. That's right. And it, it really just sort of, and then they, you know, they did iMac, they did iPods, they did the iPhone clearly in 2007, mm-hmm. a big boost there. And let's be honest, the I, the iPhone is what's made them a trillion dollar yeah, company. That, that no, is, uh, that's know, the thing that they have been uh, coasting on uh, Since then. to the stars. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so they uh, hit the trillion dollars. This was after a beefy third quarter earnings report a few days before where the company's stock price went over $207 a share which is about $206.90 more than a share of MoviePass these days, because I think that hit a dime, because that company's kind of falling wow, apart. Wow, MoviePass, we hardly knew you. I know, come and go on. Well, I think that AMC thing, boom. Yeah, crushed them, totally yeah. crushed them. So, uh, yes, yeah, so, so the train dollar milestone, a long way from the humble beginnings back in the California garage in 1976, when Jobs and Wozniak, you know, were wiring up those boards. Jobs and, and Woz. Yeah. Rhymes. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, so, so that was kind of, and, you know, Tim Cook is saying, you know, this is just a thing. And, you know, they're being real low key about it. And then. One thing I have to say about Tim Cook, he's no Steve Jobs. That's not a slight. He's understated. I he's would say. understated. There's no one that's going to replace Steve Jobs, period. Yeah. Unique. Individual, never going to happen. It was lightning in a bottle, you know. But under Tim Cook's stewardship, he's made the investors ridiculously happy. Yes. You know, I'm not sure that Jobs could have taken it 
into the trillion dollar range. Yeah. Because he wasn't a business guy. Yeah. He was not a business guy. He was a visionary. He was the marketing genius. Mm hmm. But, you know, Tim Cook, all right, you know what? We got to crank out on the iPhone X. Yeah. We got to do the, you know, he's got the business acumen. And to your point, he's understated. So Yeah. And, he, you know, he knew the supply chain because that's what he did before. And he figured out how to sort of get the flow going. And then they just looked at other parts of lifestyle. Right. The Apple Watch, even though we made fun of it, I think has gotten some popularity because it came down a little bit in price and it does more now. So people are maybe taking a look at that. I haven't bought one yet, but yeah, I've seen more of them around than, than Yeah, no, they're 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 around. Yeah, and, and they're I still doing, don't see the use for them, but Yeah, I think if you need a fitness tracker, that might be the thing. But just the way that they've sort of integrated themselves into everyday life now. Really? Uh, That's true. Serious still needs some work, but they're they're getting there. They're getting there. Or she's yes. getting there. Yes. One of these days. Oh Siri. Now, the race to get the super-fast new 5G networks is heating up with AT&T and Verizon already popping up in certain cities. I think uh, Sacramento, L.A., possibly Houston, more by the end of the year. And T-Mobile Sprint is also building up a big, powerful network. So mm. all these uh, network carriers are running for the 5G uh, boat here. Yes. And uh, Motorola is staking a claim to be the first one out with a 5G-capable smartphone because, as you know, in order to use a 5G network, you have to have 5G hardware. Yep. Motorola's new Moto Z3 handset arrives this month on the Verizon network, and while the device itself won't have the 5G powers, it'll just have all the usual smartphone stuff like the fancy camera and all that. Mm -hmm. If you can get the phone in a few months, or actually early 2019, uh, you'll be able to get one of those clip-on Moto mods, you know, those little modular component mm -hmm. things you can stick onto the phone to expand I, its powers. I know them, but I don't Moto. Yeah, you don't Moto? Mm -mm. Yes, well, this Moto Mod 1 is a thing that clips onto the back, and that actually gets you on the 5G network. It's like this 5G modem. So even if you buy the phone in August because you need a new phone, you're mm -hmm. going back to school or whatever, you can buy the phone in August, and then when the 5G networks become more uh, dominant around the country, right. when you say, oh, I, I need to get 5G now, you don't have to go out and buy a whole new phone. You can buy this Moto Mod 1, and just sort of, and it's like a, a flat little modem that clips onto the back, and that gets you on the 5G network. Fascinating. So uh, they haven't announced the pricing for that yet, but I think they said early 2019. And so this is how they are sort of saying, oh, we're going to be the first 5G phone. I don't know. We haven't seen a lot of hardware announcements from the rest of the companies right. uh, out there. So so maybe this is for like a little toe touch uh, across yeah. the finish line here. It seems like, you know, I don't know about this whole first out of the box here. You yeah. know, there's a, there's a fine line. There, yeah. You know, I don't know here. Yeah. But, Moto. But, but, but that's what they're saying. Uh, okay. So, uh, and for people who are just desperate to get on 5G and all the speed that entails, uh, th mm -hmm. this could be something. So you, you don't have to, to just sit and wait and buy a new phone in January whenever the 5G network shows up in your neighborhood. So the 5G network, I can use up my uh, data limit uh, faster. Yes. Right? Uh, I can just yeah. zip right through it. Yeah. Streaming no 4K time. movies. Yeah. The, the, the speed is, is quite noticeably faster than the 4G LTE that we're on. Mm -hmm. It's just they have to put those big giant network contraptions in the and, yes, yeah. and, and get the network up and running. And right. then you have to go out and upgrade your phone mm -hmm. and, and get the thing that can use the 5G network. So so maybe they'll have the iPhone 9 finally. Maybe. No, I don't think well, so. Well, you never maybe. know. Oh, you, you never, never know. know. That's true. Good be point. The iPhone 5G. <laughs> Oh, they've been that kind of be weird with the naming. Confusing, yeah. Well, they remember that one year they did the iPhone 3G. Yeah, yeah. It was like 2008. Yes, I do remember. Completely went out of the whole naming scheme. Yeah. But anyway, we digress. Yes, we do. Now, if you find glossy mailers, nonstop candidate commercials and attack ads, and constant robocalls to be major annoyances during the election <laughs> season, just you wait. Oh no. 
mass texting is now becoming a thing in political races around oh. the country. And uh, your mobile number is probably being bought and sold by political groups that sell or share voter data and wow. campaigns. If you donated, if you haven't turned up a mailing list, they may have some contact information for you. As the New York Times reports, Democratic and Republican campaigns are relying on mass texting apps that take advantage of a clever legal loophole and send huge numbers of texts per day without running uh, afoul of the anti-spam laws. Uh, because email boxes already filled up with spam, they're, they're seeing that text is a way to get people's attention. This is not a totally new thing. Uh, the sort of no. mass personalized texting yeah, yeah. was popularized by the Bernie Sanders campaign in 2016. I and remember. these peer-to-peer texting apps allow campaigns to carry on uh, thousands of individual text conversations and they can keep track of replies and answer questions from voters directly in real time. Uh, I really feel the need to bang my face against the table. Yeah, well, Even just, the words mass texting together just Yeah, I think you're going to be blocking a lot of uh, yeah. numbers here. Oh, um, yeah. Well, it sounds like, well, how is this different from, from bulk mailing? But I guess these peer-to-peer apps let you set up all of the, the sort of pre-formatted like Dear So-and-So. Mm-hmm campaign contribution can you can text us here and so they set all of that up so you don't have to do the individual setup but then you just go through and you have to tap send individually so uh-huh. it's you just have this whole like boom 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 and that counts as individual text sending not bulk mail wow so they don't call it an email blast another, or text blast another fine line yes threaded loop the loophole looped the loophole very well yes i want to change my name to insert name here that's really? what i want to get i think you'll get a lot of I think uh, I will. a lot of mail there i miss getting mail I don't get any mail anymore. Really? I just get emails. Wow. And is it, is it, and is it addressed to you or is it no addressed letters. to No letters. What was the last time you got a letter? I get On stationery. Not on stationery. I have some friends who send me uh, whimsical postcards from around the country. Oh, yeah. I, get, so, I, I, have, I have family members who do that. Yeah. But I have not gotten a purely composed, you know, on letterhead or even just a friendly handwritten letter in ages. Because, you know, like what are libraries and museums going to collect if you don't have letters? They're going to have a collection. Email? Yeah. They're going to have my Twitter feed? Yeah. Wow. They already do. So, yeah, it'll, it'll, you know, when Ken Burns does a documentary good. about this, they'll be, you know, reading your tweets with the Ken Burns effect zooming in and out of the photo. And Morgan Freeman's voice. Yes. Nice. Yes. I like that. So, um, so, 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 so mass texting, uh, mass te- coming, I, I, coming I, to your oof, I can't stand message that. inbox. Mass texting. Oof. All right. Now, here's one for you. Okay. Naked Labs. What do you think they make there? <laughs> I don't want to know. Seriously. You, you want to clean know. Tag, clean tag? Yeah, it's, it's perfectly clean. Okay. It's a startup company that makes a $1,400 body scanning mirror that creates a 3D model of the user to visibly display the changes that come with a regular exercise program. I've seen the video of this. It's It's got, and it's very high tech. It's this full length mirror with some mm-hmm. computer stuff on the side, you know, right. some buttons and things. And then... It's uh, you pull out this little uh, rotating turntable kind of thing, which mm-hmm. is a scale, but it rotates. And every morning you get up and you stand on this thing and it rotates and it creates a, a 3D image of your body. Is and this Internet enabled? It, it is. I think it's Bluetooth enabled. I believe Bluetooth it's Internet enabled. enabled because there's a companion app that then once your body is rendered as a 3D model, you can see it on your phone and it notes things like body mass and all of that, uh, things that you were looking at if you were trying to get in shape. Right. And you can also see the physical contours changing. So if you start an exercise program and you do this for a couple of months and you look at your 3D model before you started and then your 3D model after you've done it for a few months, it, it lets you see the physical changes in your form and be inspired or not. But a glass mirror won't do that. 
you can look at the mirror. Um, but it's two-dimensional. Yeah, it's two-dimensional. This 3D, and they have a video on their site, which we'll link to, that, that explains it. It is $1,400, so it's not your uh, target mirror that you bang up mm-hmm. on uh, the yeah. wall in the hallway. Yeah. And it comes with this this fancy rotating scale because uh, sc- the scale will take some some weight and, and, and measurements things, too. There are so many horrible things that could happen with this. Is it an Internet of Things type deal? I think it is online, but I think you have to be like it's not going to scan you randomly. You have to enable the thing, and it's not. Oh, like you know somebody will find a way. You know, I mean, where's I'm, my aluminum foil? Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the foil. like the cat to get on the scale, <laughs> <laughs> like scan itself. It's it's very sleek and high tech, and it looks wow. very Star Trek and Naked Labs. I guess they knew that. Oh, of course, people are going to want their swag, their tote bags, and their t-shirts. <sighs> You know people are going to be posting that on Snapchat. It's You know I, this. That there is the potential here. Oh, but to, yeah, and, and just the, the 3D scan, and you don't have to be totally naked. I mean, the guy in the video was, was wearing his, his boxers. But the 3D scan is stored on your phone, and then you see the little readout of your mass, weight, body fat, all of that. And it also offers tips and guidance for, hmm. for how you may, you maybe you want to work on this part of your body. Okay. But the thing about this, too, in addition to sort of having this, and I think it's still a very early stage product, and they're not totally mass producing them yet, although you can't buy it. It just got $14 million in funding of for startup stuff. Of so. course it did. So, $14 uh, million. Yeah. So so this is for the avid exerciser. Of course, which I am not. Yes. I am a grudging exerciser. Yeah. And, and I exercise uh, when I have to. I think if I had one, I would just be scanning things that were not me <laughs> just to make 3D models. How many 3D bunny models yeah, would you th- have? There might be some of that. Yes, um, of course. But for anyone interested, we'll, we'll post a link to hey, the video okay. if, if you want to see it and in it's action. Got, and it's got the word naked in it. So. Yes. Naked Labs. Naked Labs. Moving on. Moving on. Does Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg have too much power over his publicly traded company? Question mark. Question mark. Now, Bloomberg, which is uh, noted for its uh, tech coverage, uh, among other things, uh, recently posted a story that asks this very question in the wake of, uh, shall we say, the privacy breaches, Facebook's enormous stock price slide, revelations of yet a new Russian meddling campaign in the midterms. Holocaust denial, I think mm-hmm. you, you said yeah, at one point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Some some slip-ups there. And yeah. uh, there's actually an investor lawsuit uh, that's proposing to strip Zuckerberg of his chairman title due to all of this alleged mismanagement. Wow. So, So the investors are, are maybe getting a little restless. However, keep in mind Zuckerberg did create the company yes, and is did. the main spokesman. Yes, he did. He's also the biggest shareholder. And because of the way the stock is structured, he is the sole corporate decision maker for the company. Interesting. So, so if, if they were trying to get him out of there, I think it would be an effort. Uh, I'm going to get a little technical here. Yep. You can file this story under Nani Nani Boo Boo mm-hmm. because that's what Marky Mark's going to do. Mm-hmm. My so, company. Yeah, yeah, my company, my playground, my basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what the progress of this lawsuit is. I think it's uh, from an investor group uh, yeah. with Facebook stock. But but, but they're not happy. They're, they're thinking that he could be driving them over a cliff and he's not making good decisions and the whole platform versus content. And Did they not watch the movie? Did they not watch that movie? Oh, The Social Network? Yeah. I'm guessing not. Hello. Yeah. He's no Jesse Eisenberg. He's either. no Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. That's yes. Right. So, so we'll we'll see what happens to that. There are, uh, as we know, going to be more Senate hearings about the role of social yes, media uh, coming up next month. Looking forward to those so much. C-SPAN afternoon. Oh, yeah. Get the popcorn. Uh-huh. Now, uh, this one might be of, of interest to you uh, okay. as you are a audio aficionado. I am indeed. Logitech is buying Blue Microphones. The company makes the popular models Snowball, Yeti, and Raspberry – 
beloved by podcasters, uh, and they also make several other mics for gamers and musicians. They I do. have a blue mic. I think you have a blue mic. They're I have several. Very great. They uh, are great. Let me tell you, if you want to start a podcast on the cheap, get yourself one of those snowball. The snowballs. Yeah, it's a little uh, desk tabletop mic. Sound right? fantastic. USB microphone. That's a freebie right there for you. Yeah, and they've got that nice retro styling too, where you they sort do. of feel like I could be in a radio studio in the thirties. Right. And that Yeti is beefy. Yeah. I like I, I have the uh the black Yeti. I mm-hmm. think it was the one that they sort of marketed to gamers, but Very it's stylish. and it's heavy too. Oh, like yeah. nothing is gonna rattle the stand if they yeah. walk by, you know, Bigfoot you could, walks by the room. You could definitely put a hurting on somebody with that yeah. bad boy. Yeah, no, it's it's a fine mic. And uh, to get all of these microphones in the in the stock, uh, Logitech is paying $117 million in cash. And the deal is expected to close at the end of August. Wow. I, you know what? They end up, Logitech buys up a lot of audio uh, companies. Yeah, well, they've always been this accessory maker. Like yeah. I originally thought of them as like mice and keyboards and they started to do some gaming accessories they and webcams. Ult- yeah, they bought Ultimate Ears, which were my favorite headsets. And, you know, unfortunately, Logitech drove them into the ground. But that's a different story. Yeah, well, I hope, they, I hope they're nice to yeah, blue. Yeah, exactly. I hope so, too. Yeah. Well, at least we got our blues before they. Yes. Yeah. So Before uh, they come Logitech blues. Yes. Yes, so so, uh, so so that's that there in the business world. Nice. Now, China, it's known for its great wall to keep out invaders and its great firewall uh, to keep out uncensored content from mm-hmm. coming into the country over the internet. And while information wants to be free, uh, tech companies want to make a buck, and so <laughs> Google is reportedly working on a special version of its search engine that falls in line with the Chinese censorship laws. Really? Now, as you may recall, uh, I think Google shut down their search engine in 2010 uh, because of the free speech issues yeah. and... Uh, the Chinese government's heavy-handed approach to what Google uh, could do in the country. But according to the Intercept site, Google is is back at it. There's a project codenamed Dragonfly, and it'll block terms like human rights and religion, as well as sites like the BBC News website and Wikipedia. And the New York Times. Yes, yes, because that that too much information is, is, I guess, apparently dangerous. Mm -hmm. So uh, activists from Amnesty International and other anti-censorship groups are not pleased with this. And Google, I don't think, has public publicly commented on it because the Intercept tends to get uh, scoops from sort of inside yeah. the yeah. the office. But uh, th- that's what they're saying. Uh, if this is true, this is very disappointing, Google. Mm-hmm. You took a stand. Yeah. And now you're going for the almighty dollar. Yeah. And then, well, they see all those billions of people that uh, could could use Google stuff. And Yeah. Well, and they see Apple being a trillion dollar company. Yeah. They were hoping to get a little bit of that action too. So yeah, so so, so they, they haven't publicly announced it yet, and I think Google is, is not saying it. You know, who knows when they'll say something if if it is indeed, uh, and it could just be a project that they're looking at, and maybe they won't follow through with. But I have my suspicions. Hey, you remember what their corporate slogan used to be? Oh, the "Don't be evil." Yeah, yeah, they they, they took that off a couple of years yeah, they ago, did. didn't they? They did, definitely did. So e- evil is just uh, evil's okay. You be you if you're evil. Eh, be evil. You do you. Yeah. Okay, you do you if you're evil. You know, what yeah. are you going to do? If you're evil, you had a bad childhood. You had a bad childhood. <laughs> yeah. Blame your parents. Yeah. Like so, everyone else. Yeah. So anyway, so so that's the news, uh, <laughs> possibly from China. Uh, Amazon Prime Video. Uh, I, I am familiar with them. Yes, yes they, they have many uh, of the programs uh, there that you watch, uh, both new and old. Um, well, uh, hold on a second. I put them in my watch list. I don't necessarily watch them. Okay, but, okay? but they're got, there if you want They're them. there. Yes. Yeah. You're watching your watch list. Yes, there if you want. exactly. Amazon Prime Video is headed to Comcast's Xfinity X1 service before the end of the year. So this is sort of a, a big move. Uh, Amazon kind of uh, sharing itself with a uh, 
you know, their premium streaming video available on a U.S. Uh, pay TV service. Well, Netflix uh, has been on that service for a while. Yeah, so, so I, I have think they're, they're seeing that, seeing that the, there. Yep. But you're not going to get it for free, though, if you happen to be a Comcast customer. You have to pay uh, the Amazon Prime membership fee in order to use the service. So, so you got to pay that hundred and something dollars. Yeah, whatever, whatever they're charging the, the annual. Along with your cable bill. Yeah. To get the box. Yeah, or if you've got a this. streaming package, it, it just comes in as part of your bandwidth uh, allowance. Oh, okay. so. Fair enough. But I guess for the people who, who really want to watch Transparent and Mrs. Mizell and all that, and they they don't want to be flipping around with the inputs, uh, mm. having it on the Comcast box could could be easier. They want to keep those cord cutters. Yeah. Yeah, which are, which are chopping away. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like Edward Scissorhands with some of these cord cutters. Just, so desperate to do it. Yeah. So desperate. It's, but, it's, what, yeah. what? Is, is it the, the live TV? No, Mrs. Kaiser. She's like she likes having that box. She's yeah. you know it's a it's a thing with her. You yeah, know, she doesn't want to let it go. Well, I you know I can't fight the fight. You know you know I, you know, know. You, you know you're up against power I'm, stronger I'm, than you. I, I'm very slowly. Hey, check what you you like that Mrs. Mazel show right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah, we got binge watch your Blue Bloods. Go watch uh-huh. your Blue Bloods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Netflix. Uh huh. I'm working it. Yeah, you know she listens to this podcast. <laughs> No, she doesn't. <laughs> okay. okay. No, she does not. Because I said, son, you're going to be in trouble. Oh, yeah, please. She, yeah. Knows I'm, she knows I'm saying this. Yes, yes. She's completely aware that I'm trying to manipulate her. Uh-huh. All right. Well, good luck with that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And finally. And finally. <laughs> campaigns to the Unicode Consortium can get intense. Uh, and there's one group that has stepped up its efforts uh, earlier this month because they're just really, you know, we need this. Yes, we have yes. to eat anything. Well, what could this emoji be? It's the white wine emoji contingent. They are very upset because the current wine emoji features a glass of red wine. Stop. And they stop want right white there. wine. JD, JD, you're making this up now. It's, this is I, not I, real. I got a press release on this. Oh, my Lord. Really? They, they, want, they want parody in the wine representation. And, and the rosé people, I don't know where okay. they're at in this whole thing. Consortium folks, there was a tornado in Queens. On Roosevelt Avenue. Yes. Okay. Is there a tornado emoji? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, she just popped in. Um, All right, fair enough. Okay, you know, you uh, want your white wine. People get upset about things. This is, well, when, they get when, triggered. People get triggered. When you read more about it, though, the main backer leading this charge uh, for, shall we call it the Chardonnay icon, <laughs> is uh, California winemaker Kendall Jackson. Oh, so okay. A bit of corporate interest here. Yes, just a bit. And it brings PR to the company. Of um, I am ambivalent on the wine emoji. I just want like a shot in a beer emoji where it's one icon and they're proportionally sized, right? So I want to use two icons right. and they're not the right size. There you go. I want a Kaiser emoji. That's all I want. Yeah, with the little helmet. With the little pickle helmet there. Yeah. yeah that's what I want. I, we got to talk to the consortium Gruber. here. Yes. So, so the white wine, and there was a hashtag, you know, white wine emoji. They were kind of ramping up early August. Um, the online magazine Slate, though, I think is in your camp, though. Uh, they're not on board with the proposal, noting that we already have about 2,700 emoji now, and why do we need more pictographs? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. And they're going to find a way to make it naughty. Yeah. Because they always do. Yeah. So, so, but the, there's a new emoji coming every year. We've talked about, you know, the next batch coming out, but no word on if the white wine emoji got approved, but it has been a uh, a, a campaign to, to get it uh, because, they, you know, they don't want those Pinot Noir and Malbec people uh, hogging all the those emoji cra- love there. Those rascally Pinot Noir types. Yeah. And I guess it, maybe the people who get red wine headache, which is actually a thing, you that know, is a, that is a thing. that uh, they're upset. That because that, of the tannin? I believe so. Yes. Um, so so there, uh, there's some, some feelings here about this. I want a Kaiser emoji. 
All right. That's well, we gotta get we gotta get a sketch up to right. the consortium, and nice. maybe you can get in like you know the Unicode emoji yeah. fourteen or whatever. But I want it yellow. Yeah, gotta be yellow. All right. I don't want different shades. All right. I don't want you know. I want yellow. Maybe green. Okay. But the pickle pickle groomer. With, with the pickle groomer. Yeah. 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 The, with yeah. the spike. Yeah. Nice. I want that. All right. Well, we'll go to the computer and let's get some icons going. All right. So uh, for anyone out there who wants to know more about all the things we talked about in the news, yes. uh, including Naked Labs and the white wine emoji. Ooh, imagine the two of those. Sorry. Um, you can find them at... PopTechJam.com. Up next, the Kaiser's going on vacation, and he's going to share what he puts in his gear bag when he travels. Katie. Pedro. I'm going on vacation. You never take vacation. Where are you going? Uh, I'm, I'm heading to the south, to the deep really? south. Yeah. Uh, going to go down there and get some delicious Waffle House I am and indeed. Crystal I am indeed. I love the Waffle House, by the way. I am a big Waffle House Cheesy fan. eggs, raisin toast, apple butter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Breakfast of champions right there. Yeah. No, I'm uh, going to do a beach thing. Going to have the kids. We rented a family truckster, which should be just a <laughs> an adventure all in its own. A and, sitcom waiting to happen. And this is a, a first time in my life in an minivan. Ooh. All right. Minivan. The Kaiser in a minivan. Now, are you programming the the playlists yeah, for this? Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of these deals where they have like a DVD player. Uh-huh. So I'm going to pack a whole bunch of DVDs and pop them in for the for the mini Kaisers. Okay. Just let, you so know, that'll be in your gear beast. bag. Oh, yeah. some... let, I, let, let me just run this down. First and foremost, I don't know if people know this. I mean, I know long-term term listeners know that, you know, I'm pretty obsessive. I mean, this may come as a shock to people. You have your ways that you have, like to do yes, things. I have my particular ways of doing things. By the way, I'm still ripping my music collection, just <laughs> so people know. You know, yes. this has been a decade now. You're on a track 17,481. Yeah. I've started like four times, but that's a different story, different podcast. Anyway, I always lay out when I go on a trip, I always try to figure out, I try to prepare for every eventuality. Okay. Am I going to work? Do I have work to do while I'm out there? If yes, I have one bag that I take. Okay. If no, I go in another direction. Yes, of course, laptop, charger, the whole nine yards, but, but, but you need thumb drives. Ah, because there's uh, limited internet access and you have big files. Limited internet access. What if you need to print something? Hello, you got to run downstairs. I'm not logging in with any personal information yeah, on the, one of these ho- machines. Well, hotel business centers are usually running like Windows XP. Exactly. So. Some crazy stuff. So I make sure I have at least two FAT32 formatted thumb drives. All right. Me. Okay. That's number one. Charger, extra charger. Always carry two chargers. External batteries? No external batteries. Well, they But I do up. have a power verter okay. in the car. Okay. So if I need to charge in the car, number one. All right. And yes, I do drive Mrs. Kaiser crazy. Mm-hmm. And phones and iPads. Okay. I always take one iPad with me and both of my phones. Okay. Okay. So the iPad is this for work? For iPad is for entertainment. Okay. iPad is strictly for entertainment. The phones, one phone is for work, one phone is for personal. Okay. Okay. So I got that in the gear bag. Chargers for that. What I've done now, I've gotten one of these uh, Anchor uh, four port, five port actually with a smart port. Uh, I don't know what the smart port does, but it sounds good. It's, it's brand watching new. you. Yeah. Yes. But it's got five ports, so I bring five or six cables. Now, 
What I've gotten into the habit of doing as well is I take a USB cable, right? One of those mini USB, you know, I take one of those bad boys, but I have the adapter that I bought from Apple to take the USB and change it into an Apple lightning charger. All right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Boom. So, you know, a little two for one deal. Yeah. Got a little of that action going on. Okay. Nice thing is if I need one of those other chargers, I just pop it off. Boom. Good to go. All right. So you were fully charged on the road. Okay. I'm actually taking a book and I'm going to be working. A paper book like with pages and everything? Exactly. Always have paper books with you. I mean, it may not sound the all that techy. Last very long. Well, yeah, that's the thing because you know what? You can't read an iPad on the beach anyway. And if you if you drop the book in the sand, it's okay. Exactly. The other part, saran wrap. Mm-hmm. Wrap everything electronic if you're taking it to the beach in saran wrap. Yeah. And folks, JD knows this hundred percent. I'm dead serious. Oh all yeah, this no. stuff. So I'm water not and sand are not good for your electronics. This is not stuff that I'm saying just to entertain you, folks. Yes. If you ever have the opportunity to go on a trip with me, yes. you'll know that this is exactly what I do. Okay, so music. In hotels, if I'm going to be in a hotel room for more than two days, I will bring external speakers with me. Uh-huh. Because I cannot always listen to music on headphones because it and drives you need me your crazy. Tunes. I need my tunes. I always need my tunes. If I work out in the hotel room, I need my tunes. So I'm not going to plug in headphones if I'm in the hotel room. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Obviously, I have an array of headphones that I bring with me. If I'm going to work, I bring some cans, some over-the-ear cans for work. I've got my earbuds if I want to drown out sound, and I've got earbuds just to work out with. All right. So okay. Got that taken care of. Is this a gear steam trunk at this point, or uh, is this is, a, a handy it's, bag? I, it's one, one large bag and one medium-sized backpack. Okay. Is usually, that's what I, I promised my wife that I would limit to that much, but I packed that sucker in tight. Uh-huh. Hard drives. Backup drives, yeah. I gotta-, gotta have a backup drive. I've got USB drives, and I've got a Thunderbolt drive. Also, I bring a USB 3 dock with me. Okay, so you've got all the multi-ports exactly, running off Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think that's pretty much it. I bring, just in case, I always bring a field recorder with me. In case I bring, you gotta record, in yeah. In case I gotta record, and I bring a microphone with me. Okay. That's Ooh. my minimum travel bag for tra- for vacations or long weekends. Okay. Minimum. I always bring an HDMI cable in case I want to plug my laptop into the television set mm-hmm. in the hotel room or, you know, if I want to entertain the kids somehow. So, you know, yeah, I drive Mrs. Kaiser crazy. You're like a walk-in Best Buy when you go on I vacation. I am. Are you kidding me? I, I never use half the stuff, by the wow. way. I will be the first one to admit But it's it. there if you need it and it's, that's what that prepping is important. That's exactly right. See, you understand. You feel me, right? You it's a me. geek thing. Like, it, you don't want to not have the wrong cable. I know? want, if, if something comes up, I want to be able to say, I got it. Yeah. I got it. And invariably, somebody needs something that I have. Oh, I forgot my charger. Oh, my gosh. I forgot yeah, my charger. The- I'm like, uh, which charger do you want? Yes. Which cable do you want? Open my bouquet. Exactly. You could be like the guy with the watches on the yeah. side of <laughs> Just roll that sucker right out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take your pick, people. Mm-hmm. I've always been this way. I always see. been this way. They hated when I prepped. When I worked at the New York Times, they hated when I prepped for the Olympics. Because I sent gear, baby. Yes. Well, gear. You're sending it into the unknown. That's like, it's. do you want to go out in the middle of like Rio and try to find this thing? Hello. You get it. You Mm -hmm. get it. But, you know, I also bring my old (laughs) iPod, my under 160 gig iPod. So, you know, 
with the wheel and the whole yeah, nine yards. Yeah, you got to have it. You know? Got to have it. All right. Well, it sounds like you are, and have you started packing for your vacation? Yeah, it sounds like it may take a while to get all oh, of these. Oh, I always, things. I got, I, or are these know, just in your go bags I and they're go ready bags. to go? These are go bags. JD, come all on. Right. I'm a professional. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, in this case, a tornado comes, you got to take the studio <laughs> with you. <laughs> Uh, I'm not an amateur, you know. Yes, I've been doing this for a while. All and right. you know, yes, people, I am dead, 100% serious. Yes, and and uh, well, well, now now you've shared the tech you use, so yes. people who who do they go on vacation and maybe need to do a little work, have some idea of what other people are That's doing. Right. Um, but this also brings up another point: is you're packing to go on vacation, which means uh-huh. we're going to be off next week. We are going to be off next week. We're going to try because I'm technically away for a couple of weeks, but we're going to try to do a show from an undisclosed location. Yes, but you know, there's not a lot going on except it's for a quiet you know, time of the tech year. Apple taking over the universe. I mean, yeah. yeah. How many times can we hear that story? Yeah, you know, and then just wait the next iPhone comes out. So, oh, uh, and by the way, before we go. I want to tell folks that I'm going to put a link to the wide range media show on our show page. Yes. So, so you, you can know, just you can hear him there too. Listen, they're All a lot right. of fun. All right. So, uh, so I guess that brings our show to uh, it does. A, another end here. Does uh, we must thank the bros. Yes. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they will build it. Yes, and thank you, listeners. We hope everyone's having a good uh, season here, whichever yes. it is in your hemisphere. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's well, we got a few more weeks of summer we here do, yeah. uh, in this hemisphere, and, well, we got a few more weeks of winter down there, but we're heading to the transitional seasons, yes. which are always much nicer while we still have them. Sweater season. I love sweater season. You know, it's my favorite. The, you know, that crisp yeah. Christmas in the air. It's, it's yeah. very... Uh, refreshing and new york doesn't stink as bad yeah the hot garbage gets old after yeah, a while really but, uh, really so does. until uh next time when we're back which will be the week after next uh, yes. i'm jd beersdorfer and i'm bill rafael rosado everyone stay safe